1: Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
0: Uh-oh. Oh. I know that <laughs> oh.
1: Down. Oh. Oh. The governor oh. down. Hold the governor. I, sh- I thought I had shut that thing off. <laughs> are
2: you, are you Larry Kudlow, are you on?
1: Can't do it, David. <laughs> <laughs> I just the wave of the future, comments. right, Larry? <laughs> and the the cavalry's with me.
2: <laughs> Larry, we just had we just had uh, uh, Jim Patronis the CFO of Florida, which is like the treasurer or, or it's controller of Florida. And the electric cars in Florida are all on fire or just about uh, because when when they mix with the salt water, the batteries catch fire and and you can't put them out.
1: Yeah, well, that's a bad story. Um, I followed it a little bit. Um, You know, it's one of the many parts of this uh, radical uh, New Green Deal agenda that has never been properly thought out. Never. And uh, they're trying to drive us into something we don't want to get into. I mean, what the heck? You can have an electric vehicle in California, but you can't charge the battery. So how about that? (laughs) Why is that? And you better not have it in a flood zone. Yeah, well, why, why can't you recharge the battery? Well, because there's not enough electricity. Why isn't there enough electricity? Well, because they stopped natural gas and oil. Okay. And now the latest one, right? So after, after the Saudis and OPEC uh, put a stick into Biden's eye, he goes out yesterday and today, they're going to stop offshore drilling. Okay. Offshore drilling and that. And they're going to stop exports uh, of any of the oil and natural gas derivatives, including LNG. Now, I tell you what, John Katsimatidis, you're in this business. There can't be anything dumber than this. I mean, this is stupid. No, it's dumber it's than dumb. Stupid. I, I just, just talked life. to
2: my uh, one of my oil executives uh, uh, in uh, Long Island. In the last 10 days, uh, it, that Oil and diesel fuel and heating oil went up a dollar a gallon.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I thought actually today, uh, West Texas went up almost five bucks, I think, John, four and a half bucks. And gasoline keeps creeping up. And, you know, the answer now, the latest answer from Team Biden is to go to Venezuela, okay, which not only is Venezuela a communist country, financed by Cuba, Russia, and China. It also has the dirtiest oil in the world. It's the worst oil in the world. Uh, And they're still plugging away for Iran. So just consider this. Um, Everybody around the world can produce oil and gas except the United States. That's their policy. Now, I ask you, I, I, I put this to Governor Patterson. I'm not blaming Governor Patterson. I just put it to him because he's a member of <laughs> that party. Because he covers his eyes. <laughs> how, how can, seriously, how can a president talk about economic security or energy security or national security when they run a policy which is bereft of any common sense whatsoever? No common sense, Right. they're sticking it into your eye, they're dissing you, they're helping Russia, and he comes around and says, the solution is no more fossil fuels, okay, in the United States. But it's okay in Venezuela, it's okay in Iran, just not in the United States. I mean, really? Honestly, are we supposed to believe that? And that is why the cavalry is coming, in a big way. Larry, the problem, the the problem and the Senate. The House and the Senate. No, we need and, both.
2: We need the House and, and the Senate
1: because ladies, they're trying to kill us. Here's a bullpen. Likely voters in the latest Trafalgar polls, one of the best polls in the country, likely voters now have Lee Zeldin pulling even with Hochul. That's very important, too. The cavalry is coming in New York state. And I'm told also Monica Crowley was on the show tonight and she said that uh, this crazy Letitia James, who thinks all her life is about Donald Trump, she's, she could lose uh, for the state's attorney general. Just saying the cavalry is coming because people have had enough. <laughs>
2: Uh, Where do I start, <laughs> Larry? The markets have really been affected. I mean, uh, it's a, yep. it's been another disaster day, uh, yes. and it's across the board. I mean, there yep. are no winners. I mean I, yeah, I mean, I mean, one more thing, you know. And I hate to harp on it. General Motors is following Washington and saying, "Yes, we're going to go all electric." Oh, I, I, I mean, know. how how can they make decisions like that? Where's the board of directors?
1: Okay, yeah, we
2: we may have stupid people in Washington, but do they have that much of a stupid board of directors?
1: Well, that's interesting. I know Mary Barrow. got to know her pretty well in my time in the White House. She's, I think, she's a very intelligent woman. But they're betting the ranch on it. Interestingly, John Ford is not. Ford is not, uh, and you remember years ago, uh, you know, when the, we had the 2008 crash and so forth. Um, Ford was able to weather the storm, uh, whereas GM relied on massive government assistance. Uh, I'll let people draw their own conclusions, but there is a difference in strategy. Ford is not betting the ranch on electric cars the way GM is. Well,
2: I think they're a little bit smarter.
1: Well, I think you may be right. I'm not an expert on it, but you may be right.
2: And Larry, they understand that this philosophy is subject to change very shortly. As as people learn about what's happening down in Florida, I mean that's scary. When they learn about the replacement batteries at twenty three grand, that's scary. Uh, anything you save in gas, you're gonna lose <laughs> in buying a new battery. When they learn well, that you know in California they they tell them not to charge the equivalent of ten refrigerators being charged, I think you know. This philosophy will not last long. And I think Ford Listen, Ford is looking a, at that.
1: I'm a very caring, feeling person, and I, I don't want to hurt my friend David Patterson. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I'm very caring. That's all that's all I can say on that subject. Anything way, else you want to tell the American people? Uh, no, but John Katz, you know, uh, one other thing, I had Kevin on today, a uh, former Federal Reserve member, a very, very smart guy. You probably know him. Others know him. And I asked him about the Fed. You know, is there a, a financial dead body out there that would stop the Fed from tightening? You, you know, you and I were texting about this a week ago over the weekend. And, you know, he he noted that so far the answer is no, there isn't. But the risk of a financial dead body um, you know, whether it's a bank or a corporation or pension funds, uh, which are badly unfunded and many of them guessed wrong on interest rates, uh, ultimately the dead body is going to be a higher unemployment rate, which is too bad because they should be getting some help with lower taxes and deregulation so we wouldn't have to go into a deeper session. But Kevin Warsh, uh, who's a very smart guy, uh, was considered for the position of Fed chair. Um, by Trump, he wound up picking Jay Powell. But um, it's something to keep an eye on this. uh, uh, You know, there could be some dead bodies out there. That's something that uh, we don't need, but it's something that could crop up because of this intense bed tightening.
0: Larry Kudlow, I wanted to get your opinion on something. Biden during Democratic Party last night, he said that we're on the precipice of an Armageddon. We've never been so close to a nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, did he say the quiet part out loud? I mean, what the heck is going on? They're saying there's not new intelligence to to indicate something like this. But I think it's do you think it's dangerous for a president to say something like this?
1: I do. I think it's irresponsible. First of all, the United States being the greatest country in the world, with the finest military in the world. Uh, should not have a president talking in those terms. That's really the key point here. Yes. What he, uh, what was in his mind, I don't know. They asked him that question, uh, Lydia, today. Yep. I don't know if you saw the I news did. clip. And he just ran away. He literally ran. He li- literally ran mm-hmm. away, which is a high-risk thing for him to do under any circumstance. <laughs> <But laughs> maybe he was running towards some ice cream. <laughs> but he ran away. Yeah, so he never – this is not – something that a president should say. It is just not... Some, or let me put it to you this way. This is not something that a president of the United States should ever say. What I would say about it, Larry, is it's not something... That anyone should say, unless it's imminent, unless it's actually happening. And yeah. a, but you don't and fundraiser say it when it's, when it's David, not happening. David and Larry, you do this at a fundraiser instead of having a real serious announcement to the American people? I have a friend I see who why at, it was close to the media.
0: I, no, I have a friend that was there, and she said there was a collective gasp when, when the president said this. Yeah.
1: You know, he compared it to the JFK Cuban Missile Crisis. And I just want to say uh, JFK is one of my favorite presidents. Um JFK handled the Cuban Missile Crisis very well and emphasized American strength all during that. And, you know, he put all the pieces together and got the best advice he can give. But he always stood tough and he worked out a deal that was very favorable to the United States. Oh, Larry, you disappointed me. I thought you were going to give us a Lloyd Benson line. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I could have It's a cheap shot. But I'm I'm a great fan of John F. Kennedy. I wrote a book about Kennedy and Reagan years ago. Um, You know, the difference between Biden and Kennedy is enormous. But Kennedy would never make a statement like that. No strong president, no one who believes what Reagan said, peace through strength, would ever make a statement like that. Armageddon, that smacks of weakness. And I'm sick to death. A weakness from this White House
0: And and one last thing since we're talking About weakness let's talk about what's going On in New York State you mentioned that Trafalgar Poll which puts uh, Zeldin and Hochul kind of neck and neck we had another Incident where this guy Adam Benningfield Attacked his wife was arrested charged With numerous crimes and released the Next day and then he goes and kills his Wife she even bought a bulletproof vest To protect herself against this guy and he Killed her in front of their three kids just I Know we're running out of time what do you have to Say to all New Yorkers out there that are hesitating whether or not they should vote for lee zeldin
1: well don't hesitate we need a change we need a change in the city and the state zeldin is the change
2: well thank you larry kudlow have a great weekend and let's pray for america and uh, god bless
1: it's cats at night on the red apple podcast network